if we could sum up the past several Sundays in our readings there, we might call them, in summary, the religious life. Summed up by Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. The type of life Jesus offers his followers that rebinds, relinks them with God and starts to heal the whole of the human family from the cycles of power and violence and corruption which so blight all our lives. Today though we turn from the religious life to something even more primordial than that and that is religious experience which is what the transfiguration really is all about. I think one of the difficulties we might have with this passage is we literalize it so much it loses its deep meaning when in fact this is a vision on top of a mountain which cannot be put fully into words. Now Matthew writes these things to an audience of early Jewish Christians and has Jesus appear with Moses and Elijah in this transfigured state. Which says a number of things, including that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law, epitomized by Moses, and the prophets, epitomized by Elijah. That he is bringing together these two great scriptural traditions and offering new life and new insights into that. But you see, what Peter offers to do is to keep them in their various cubby holes, right? A booth for you, a booth for Moses, a booth for Elijah. It's sort of like what we do. We put church over here and work over here and home life over here. And when Peter offers to do that, God interrupts. And then when these three apostles closest to Jesus look up, it is only Jesus left. Back to his normal self, ready to go with them down the mountainside. It is our penchant as human beings to try to institutionalize religious experience. In fact, you can argue that that has been one of the great endeavors of the church for nearly 2,000 years. And as we have discovered, it doesn't work very well. Religious experience, if you start to talk with people on the streets in Mill Valley, or even people within our own pews, can happen anywhere. And frequently I hear in these parts religious experiences happening while on hikes in the woods or up the mountain or beside the ocean. Very rarely do I hear of it happening within these walls. There's something about the transfiguration that reminds us of the humility we need to keep as a religious institution. We are not here to create or to institutionalize religious experience. Anybody who tells you otherwise is selling something. No, we are here to help you draw on the experiences you already bring in that door. 
You are here because you have encountered God somewhere, the ineffable, the holy. You have had some kind of mountaintop experience. And maybe you will have that here too, but that's not our fault. That will be God's doing, not ours. Some of the good news of the story of the Transfiguration is that the tale doesn't end on the mountaintop. Peter and James and John might have it institutionalized up there so that maybe they can spend the rest of their days there with Jesus, Moses, and Elijah in some state of bliss. But before they know it, the experience is over and Jesus is leading them back down the mountainside and is saying strange things to them, like, don't tell anybody about this until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead, as though to say to them and to us, you will not fully understand what this means until Jesus has gone to Jerusalem, has gone through the crucifixion, and has risen from the dead. For us as liturgical Christians, we will not fully understand the transfiguration until we have made the same journey through Lent and Holy Week and Easter. Any of us who have had a religious experience, some sort of encounter with the Holy or a transfigured moment, or have felt the world suddenly transformed, filled with light even, filled with meaning and hope and purpose, know that that feeling doesn't last forever. We have to come back down the mountain. The hike is over. The trip to the ocean side is done. The run through the woods is finished. The dishes are still in the sink. The office still summons. The kids still need to be fed or are cranky. Jesus leads Peter, James, and John back down the mountainside, back to the teeming crowds who are desiring healing, who are not there for a grand religious experience but want something very practical. They need something to restore them to wholeness. They need relief from their suffering, which is the whole point. And as much as Peter, James, and John, and we would like to stay up there with God, we are called down into this journey that Lent beckons us into. Journey of bringing healing and wholeness to others. Journey, incidentally, that does not lead to necessarily to another mountaintop experience, but to Jerusalem to the cross, to taking on suffering and giving it meaning. And it is only then that we begin to realize what the true meaning of the transfiguration is. It is about the purpose of God being revealed. 
And the only way that will come to fruition is if we share that with others. If we come out of our individual religious experiences and reach out and draw others in to this life, this life where suffering is relieved, this life where meaning is drawn from meaninglessness, this life where there are no more cubby holes, but God begins to enter every avenue and every nook and cranny of our existence. And if we can just let that be part of who we are this Lent, then we are well positioned, you might say, to have a fruitful and blessed and holy season and to experience the crucifixion and resurrection in a new way and perhaps again to behold Jesus transfigured, a world transformed and a God who loves us so deeply that not even the hairs on our head are left uncounted. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G We wish you God's peace and we hope to greet you in person very soon.